0: Good afternoon, it's 2.44pm, Tuesday, February, February 16th, 2021, in keeping with Black History Month. Let's find some poems here for Tuesday, February 16th. And happy birthday to all those born on this day. And love and support and comfort to all those who lost people. On this day or any other day. This poem. It says no struggle, no progress. Frederick Douglass. 1857. Posted by Vernelia Randall dot O R G V E R N E L L I A V E R N E L L I A capital R A N D A L L dot org, an attorney activist. Is Professor Randall's note. Quote, I tried to live my life, both professionally and personally, as an activist, a progressive, and a radical. If blacks and other people of color ever hope to gain the true freedom and progress then we must be willing to engage in the struggle daily, even if it means quote, our lives and the lives of others end quote. the whole history of progress. Of human liberty shows that all concessions yet made to her august claims have been born of earnest struggle. If there is no struggle, there is no progress. Those who profess to favor freedom and yet deprecate agitation are men and women who want crops without plowing up the ground. They want rain without thunder and lightning. They want the ocean without the awful roar of its waters this struggle may be a moral one or it may be a physical one or it may be both moral and physical but it must it must be a struggle power concedes nothing without demand it never did and it never will find out just what any people will quietly submit to and you have found the exact measure of injustice and wrong which will be imposed upon them And these will continue till they are resisted. The limits are prescribed by the endurance of those whom are oppressed. Men and women may not get All they pay for in this world, but they pay for all they get. If we ever get free from the oppressions and wrong heaped up on us, we must pay for their removal. We must do this by labor, by suffering, by sacrifice, And if needs be by our lives and the lives of others Frederick Douglass brought to us by Vernelia R. Randall, founder and editor, Professor emerita of law, the University of Dayton School of Law, vernellia, randall.org. And there's more people. There's a lot more. No struggle, no progress, that was Frederick Douglass. Next, she lists the bridge poem. Donna Kate Ruskin, R-U-S-K-I-N Poems and Essays. Professor Randall's note, since I have been adult, especially as an African American woman, professionally, it seems like my whole life is centered around being a bridge between groups that cannot seem to communicate Directly. About two years ago, my friend Kim O'Leary, who was a former colleague here at the University of Dayton and who teaches at Thomas Cooley. Law School gave me a book, This Bridge Called, my Back. Oh, I think there's a typo that I've read that book. It's called, This Bridge Called, My Back. Writings by radical women of color. In it, I read The Bridge Poem by Donna Kate Ruskin. All I could say was Hallelujah, Amen. February fifteenth, two thousand and six. The Bridge Poem Donna Kate Ruskin. Quote, I've had enough. I'm sick of seeing and touching both sides of things. Sick of being the damn bridge for everybody. Nobody can talk to anybody without me right i explain my mother to my father my father to my little sister my little sister to my brother my brother to the white feminists the white feminists to the black church folks the black church folks to the ex hippies the ex-hippies to the black separatists, the black separatists to the artists, the artists to my friends' parents. Then I've got to explain myself. To everybody I do more translating in the G D U N forget it, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of filling in your gaps, sick of being your insurance against The isolation of your self imposed limitations. Sick of being the crazy at your holiday dinners. Sick of being the odd one at your Sunday brunches. Sick of being the sole black friend to 34. Individual white people find another connection to the rest of the world. Find something else to make you legitimate. Find some other way to be political and hip. I will not be the bridge. Your womanhood, your manhood, your humanness. I'm sick of reminding you not to close off too tight, too long. I am sick of mediating with your worst self on behalf of your better selves. I am sick of having to remind you to breathe before you suffocate your own full. Self. Forget it. Stretch or drown, evolve or die. The bridge I must be is the bridge to my own power. I must translate my own fears, mediate. My own weaknesses. I must be the bridge to nowhere but my true self, and then I will be useful. And that was a book titled. The Bridge to My Back. The Bridge of My Back. Oh, it's been a long time since I've read it. <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't have it down here exactly like it. I guess they could have changed the title. But um, in college, when I read it, back in the covered wagon days, it was this bridge called My Back. I think that's what it was. It's a collection of of feminists. I believe it's feminist writers. Um, What else does she have? here. (laughs) Poems and essays. There's a lot more besides poems and essays. We know an attorney won't stop with just one or two The long list here. Oh, here's one. It's a peace prayer. Make me an instrument of peace. It's a nice one, here. Yeah. Quote. Professor Randall's note. I have had a bumpy relationship with religion. My foster mother, who bootlegged and who was abusive, made us go to church. She used to say, quote, go to church and thank God because he is helping me do this, end quote. The this, to me, was being abusive, so I thought, well, if God is helping you Abuse me, then who the F needs God? (laughs) Although I am agnostic, I find a certain amount of comfort in the gospel music and prayers. One of my favorite prayers is one that is wrongly attributed to Saint Francis of Assisi. Nevertheless, To my mothers and fathers, my sisters and brothers, my daughters and sons, I offer myself and my work to you with the peace prayer. Quote, Lord, make me a channel of thy peace that where there is hatred, I may bring love. That where there is wrong, I may bring the spirit of forgiveness. That where there is discord, I may bring harmony. That where there is error, I may bring truth. That where there is doubt, I may Bring faith that where there is despair, I may bring hope that where that where there are shadows, I may bring light. that where there is sadness, I may bring joy. Lord, grant that I might seek rather to comfort than to be comforted to understand, than to be understood, to love, than to be loved. For it is by self-forgetting that one finds It is by forgiving that one is forgiven. It is by dying that one awakens to eternal life. recent articles, of course, of course, they're outstanding, Mm -mm mm-mm-mm, oh my, Hard to pick just one. Oh my! Every last one of them. Oh my! what is this coronavirus COVID-19 race and racism USA legal documents searchable database USA news articles hmm wow Oh my goodness, there's so many good ones. <laughs> Improving outcomes for new mothers and international comparison, the United States, Germany and Finland. A lesson on critical race theory. I'm I'm listing them just in case. You want to go to the website, https, colon, slash, slash, racism.org, R-A-C-I-S-M, dot, O-R-G, racism, dot, O-R-G. Well, let's go back for some more poems. Yeah, there's one on obsessions, or when being black is not enough, since it's Black History Month, let's keep on the vibe. 1998 on obsessions or when being black is not enough. When I was growing up, our obsession with skin color you were a good skin color if you were paper sack brown or lighter. My foster mother made a comment to me that my sister, brother, and I were close enough to being paper sack brown that we would be okay. She said, quote, you are lucky that you aren't very dark skinned, close quote. When I was 19 and working at her bar, I met a young man in service whom I like a lot. He was very dark-skinned, quote, blue-black, end quote. He had a friend who was, quote, so light he could be white. End quote. My mother was beside herself. Quote, Why, she asked, do you have to like the Dark One? If you have children with him, she shouted, they will be too dark. End quote. I remember saying to her, The blacker the berry, the sweeter the juice. And she retorted, Yeah, but who wants diabetes? The black obsession of the 40s, 50s, 60s, skin color. Yet, being too light was also a problem. Black people would accuse light-skinned people of, quote, thinking you were white, End quote. My birth mother's family could claim multiracial status if they were of this generation my mother died when I was really young, but I recently comment, commented to an aunt that all of them except one married very dark men. Quote, How did that happen? I asked. End quote. My aunt said, quote, I. I don't think it was deliberate. But it was hard growing up light-skinned in the 20s and the 30s. Being light-skinned can mean being too dark for whites, too light for blacks. The black obsession of the 20s. In thirties, skin color. I first noticed the resurgence of the obsession over skin color on television about ten years ago. Quote, have you noticed? End quote. I commented to my son Toshaka. that on MTV all the black women are very light-skinned and all the black men are very dark. What's with that? Have you noticed that except for comics and singers, black actors are pretty much limited to light-skinned women, dark-skinned men. Then I noticed the personal ads, quote, wanted professional black men, honey-tone, end quote. Honey-tone, hmm, now ain't that something. So being quote black and proud end quote is fading to quote if you are black step back end quote. And we disguise our obsession in the trap of ancestry quote I am African Native Italian, we announce proudly. Who isn't, I think? Black people, by definition, are mongrels. The obsession of the 80s and 90s, skin color disguised in ancestry. African-American, a made-up name for a made-up people. True Africans have tribal connections. We were snatched, sold, stolen from different tribes. We were forced to develop Kinship relationships with people whom we had nothing in common but the color of our skin. We were forced to give up language, religion, customs, and all apparent signs of our former culture. Over the years into our rank came any person who had, quote, one drop, end quote, of black blood. Our collective ancestry includes every ethnic, national, and racial group on the face of the earth. Our defining factor is our black ancestry and our culture born out of American racism and slavery. But slavery and racism have made us obsessed with color, where the benefits of society is distributed by skin color, then we want more. Where jobs and resources in a a society are distributed based on color, not just black and white, but shades of black We want more. What we are is not good enough. Like the hungry orphans in David Copperfield. We want more. Quote, Can I have more, please? End quote. French Spanish, Japanese, more ancestry, Italian, Chinese, Thai, more please, Irish, Swedish, Navajo, more please, Cherokee, Russian, British, more, more, more please obsessed with skin color ancestry full of self-hate and self-doubt so we let our children divert us into obsessive conversation about who or What is black? Children who may be grown but, quote, who would not know how to pour piss out of their boots if the direction says, turn straight down, close quote, not because they aren't intelligent smart and capable they are but because they haven't had life experiences to temper their ramblings our children many of whom have been sheltered and protected our middle middle class over educated, overprotected children, foolish children, who tend to forget that they are just one white person's breath away from being, quote, just another N-word, close quote. From one paycheck away, from being poor. Don't get me wrong, I respect the intellectual capabilities of our children, but intellectual musings have to be tempered by the cold, hard realities of experience. I have two children, 26 and 20. I know that they are legally grown intelligent and capable. I also know that they sometimes say foolish things. That comes from the lack of experience. Quote, wait. I say, come back to me when you are 35, 45, 55. Let me see what you think then when you are tired, in trouble, and the world is biting you in the ass. Close quote. Everyone comes back eventually, even if it is for a short period. O.J. came running back to his family. Clarence Thomas brought out the image of lynching a black man when everyone eventually. Comes back even if it is merely a self serving moment. When I hear individuals talk about their lack of identification with African Americans, I think, wait, but what's our Excused. We aren't young. Why are we obsessed with what he calls or does not call himself? My niece decided when she was eight that she didn't want to be called Kuya. She wanted a name like the other kids. So she started calling herself, quote, Mary, close quote. We did not obsess over her comment. We saw it for what it was, a child not wanting to be different. We laughed, teased her a little bit, and continued to call her Kuya, all her friends called her Mary. Now Kuya is 23. She is proud of her name and has named her daughter Rakaya. I laughed. I asked her, quote, I thought you would have named her Mary. <laughs> she laughed and said, Oh, that was just a phase. Why have we obsessed with what a child calls himself? Is it because it is our obsession too? As a culture, we are still young African Americans are the youngest culture on the face of the earth. We were only born into being in the last 300 years, we are still growing and developing and defining. Perhaps it's not an obsession but normal growing pains. Of course, a person can call himself or herself whatever she or he wants. It doesn't change who she or he is. We can call ourselves whatever we want quote N word negro, colored black, African American it doesn't change who we are we are a proud strong culture a survival culture A culture of acceptance. When white people kicked their children out because they had a drop of black blood, we accepted them. When natives kicked their children out because they had a drop of black blood, we accepted them when Asians kicked their children out because they had a drop of black blood, we accepted them. We are wonderful, courageous, generous, strong survivors. Whatever our ancestry, we should be proud to claim being black. There are no others like us on the face of the earth. That was powerful. (laughs) Yes, that is a a brief explanation, a brief history of some of our experiences. By no means is it comprehensive, but it is um, completely accurate. The article is titled, On Obsessions or When Being Black is Not Enough, 1998. Hmm. Well done, Professor. There's a lot of typos in there, but I'm sure there's a, could be something I noticed when I try to type with some of these um, devices, it will switch the words on you. It will spell the words different or completely replace the words you typed. To another word, so you have to go extra slow and proofread it a couple of times to see if it's actually the way you wanted it. Mm. Maybe some more poems because. We don't have a lot of time left for this session. Maybe we can find another. Okay, still I rise, Maya Angela. and lose with her points. Professor Randall's note, quote, my daily life, like every black woman, is one of insults, small, almost insignificant, larger, mean-spirited ones. So I endure white colleagues who say in be- bewilderment, quote, I wouldn't stay anywhere I wasn't wanted. "End quote." Of course, as privileged white men, they can assume that moving to somewhere else will cure their problem. I endure student evaluations that say, "Take her out and kill her." and her out of her misery or that say that I am a quote a racist man-hater end quote which I interpret to be the politically correct way of saying in word b-word Still I Rise a poem by Maya Angelou Quote, you may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still, like dust, I'll rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Because I walk like I've got oil wells pumping in my living room. Just like moons and like suns. With the certainty of tides. Just like hopes springing high. Still I rise. Do you want to see me broken, bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries? Does my haughtiness offend you? Don't you take it awful hard, cause I laughed. Like I've got gold mines digging in my own backyard. You may shoot me with your words. You may cut me with your eyes. You may kill me with your hatefulness. But still, like air, I'll rise. Does my sexiness upset you? Does it come as a surprise that I dance like I've got diamonds at the meeting of my thighs? Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise up from a path that's rooted in pain, I rise. I am a black ocean, leaping and wide, welling and swelling, I bear in the tide, leaving behind nights of terror and fear. I rise into a daybreak that's wondrously clear. I rise, bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave. I am the dream and the hope of the slave. I rise, I rise. I rise. Thank you for listening. Hi, everyone. I have saved the best for last. Invictus William Ernest. Henley I-N-V-I-C-T-U-S Invictus by William Ernest Henley this was uh, Mandela's favorite Mandela's favorite poem and here's a note from Professor Randall Vernelia Randall on her website Professor Randall's note quote as a teenager growing up in Texas, I could not have dreamed that one day I would be a law professor and travel the world at that time. I lived in constant Fear and abuse exploited and demoralized. My only escape was my reading. I loved poetry. When I was about 15 years old, I read a poem which became the cornerstone of my soul. The single most important poem in my life has been Invictus. Whenever... I felt my fear was overwhelming, I would recite Invictus, reminding myself that I am master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Invictus William Ernest Henley, quote, Out of the night that covers me black as the pit from pole to pole, I think whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul in the fell clutch of circumstance I have not winced nor cried aloud under The bludgeonings of chance. My head is bloodied but unbowed. Beyond this place of wrath and tears. Looms but the horror of the shade. And yet the menace of the years. Finds and shall find me. Unafraid, it matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. And yes, there's more. There's a lot more. There's a free online event. It's March the 4th, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. By Professor Vernalia Randall. You can check it out on racism.org. The title is The Whitest Law School 17 Years Later. You have to register online. There is only two poems or quotes left. The greatest gift is love. Mm-hmm. Professor Randall's note quote, I often desire for gifts of all kinds. I want to sing, to write, to be a leader. A part of me longs for some special gift. More often than not, I pray for the gift of love. End quote. Quote. If I speak in the tongues of men and angels but have not love. I have become sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal and if I have prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing and if I dole out all my goods and if I deliver my body that I may boast but have not love nothing, I am profited. Nothing I am profited. Love is long-suffering. Love is kind. It is not jealous. Love does not boast. It is not inflated. It is not discourteous. It is not selfish. It is not irritable. It does not enumerate the evil. It does not rejoice over the wrong, but rejoices in the truth. It covers all things. It has faith. For all things it hopes in all things. It endures in all things. Love never fails. Love never falls in ruins. But whether prophecies they will be abolished or tongues they will cease or knowledge it will be superseded. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the imperfect will be superseded. When I was an infant, I spoke as an infant. I reckoned as an infant, When I became an adult, I abolished the things of the infant. For now we see through a mirror in an enigma, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall. Know as also I was fully known, but now remains faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. First Corinthians 13 verses 1 through 13 and we know that is in the Bible in the New Testament yeah it just gets better and of course there's a lot of legal scholarly articles uh, so many it would take us the rest of the week to read them all maybe it's a month <laughs> oh oh some articles here on law school Vienna Declaration 2001, teaching diversity skills in law school, incompetent legal education, practical advice on using cooperative learning in law schools, teaching implicit bias in a healthcare law course, the hollow piercing scream an old for black faculty in the tenure canal. the misuse of the L set in law school admissions. Inequality is killing us. what President Obama must do to save black lives. Well, these some of these articles are outdated. Well, not outdated, but they go back a few years. <laughs> Compensating patients for health care cost, containment, injuries. Clinton's health care reform proposal ensure equality of health care and there's of course at least three more long pages <laughs> of list and list of articles just to give you a sample but for now I just intended to give something motivational, something inspirational, poems and quotes. And uh, we'll set aside the heavy for another session. Okay. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Can't tell you how much. I enjoy your support and all the new countries coming on to the website, to the podcast. It's uh, humbling and inspiring. And at the same time, it's uh, instructional so that when I see your country's flags, on the analytical page for this podcast then I can go onto the maps and look and find your country and learn more about your country, learn things that would never probably even come up in day to day life experience So, I can't thank you guys enough because I'm learning so much. And it's just, it's just wonderful. It's an opportunity that you afford me that I would have never had or never even thought to seek out. So, love you guys. Gotta go. The cupboards need to be replenished. Supplies need to be replenished. And I think this country, the USA, is improving with the the pandemic and the number of cases and hospitalizations and deaths. All the numbers appear to be in decline for now or I shouldn't say all, because there's that's not accurate to say all the numbers. We find out months later about the numbers that were not reported, so... from the information that we have right now, today, it appears that there's an improvement. And you know what, guys? My mind is made up that this uh, pandemic is behind us. No matter how bad the reports sound, my mind is on the positive track, looking far ahead of all the trauma and tragedy and the lost lives. And of course, It's um, so much pain that we will all have to carry with us for the rest of our lives, but we can also walk in our power. No one can stop that. Thank you guys. Take care of yourself, thank you for listening.